Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, hi everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for listening again to us ramble on about life in China. We've got a really exciting episode in store for you today. Yeah, we do. This is episode one hundred and thirty-two of the Two White Chicks in China podcast. How's things going, Nora? It's been a while since we actually recorded. It has been a while. Yes. <laughs> oh, things are good. There's a lot of news happening in my neck of the woods, but we'll get into that a little bit later at another in another episode. <laughs> but otherwise, things are great. Happy to be back in China. We both had a little break, and you were where? Where were you?、Uh, I was in Malta. And then back home visiting family. Where were you? I was in Bulgaria, eating、nice. lots of delicious foods <laughs> on the beach. Yes, every day beach. It was great, glorious. But now we're happy to be back, and we're getting back in touch with what's going on in China. Do you have some news for us then? I do. So we're all getting older, aren't we? And I've been more attracted to articles related to longevity and health. So I found this article again from the South China Morning Post, one of my favorite news sources about life in China, and it says Chinese to live longer than Americans by 2040.、Um, you might know that Hong Kong has the world's longest life. Expectancy. I have had that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Hong Kong and Japan keep trading back and forth、mm-hmm. for number one. Hong Kong's so much smaller population, so I think it's easier for them to to stay on top. <laughs> But、uh, we're not far from Hong Kong, and it makes sense that similar lifestyle practices and principles in China would also contribute to longevity.、Mm-hmm. I think in the past there was a lot of problems with malnutrition, or let's say poor nutrition. And healthcare services, but the country's made a huge leap in both of those fields, and we're starting to see the effects here. Actually, my husband's cousin is here in China with us now, and one of the first things that she commented on was how fresh the old people, like so many of the old people, look walking around in China. That's a that's a new one on me. <laughs> how fresh the old people look. Yeah,、But、well, no, you do I- see. You know, like when I've been, if you go, for example, to a park, a lot of times you'll see small children, and they'll be、yeah. chased around by their grandparents. Sometimes it's actually hard to tell whether it's the grandparents or the parents.、Mm-hmm. We、yeah. saw a couple with a child, and we only knew that they were. The grandparents, because the couple was there too,、right. who looked like exactly like the the woman looked exactly like the two older people. So it was very obvious that she was a daughter.、Yeah. But there, the grandparents could have easily passed as the parents. I've often questioned that as well. I've seen people outside and thought, "Oh, like are you mom or grandma?"、Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have big. Not I'm not saying this is about Chinese people in general, but I have. An issue with guessing age in general with、mm. everyone, so I'm never really sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really easy to see the the wear and tear that the old generation have gone through. Like、mm. if you see a lot of people around here who are in their seventies or above, they've definitely been through a lot, and that、yeah. shows. I'm talking about people who are now in their fifties and sixties. You know, we have quite a few friends, mutual friends, Holly, who are in their forties,、mm-hmm. who look amazing,、yeah. who can pass as twenty-five. Absolutely, yeah. So it's just 
started to get curious about this whole longevity thing in China and how this is going to shift, I think, throughout the years. Um, and what the article says is, in a shift that will be seen by some to reflect a superpower changing of the guard, the world's two largest economies effectively swap positions compared to 2016. So in 2040, the U.S. drops from 43rd, wasn't really a good rank to begin with, <laughs> to 64th, Aww. wow, while China rises from 68th to 39th, so they basically oh, just swap. Nice mm-hmm. Average life expectancy in the U.S. will rise by only 1.1 years compared to the average global rise of 4.4 years. To be honest, looking at the lifestyle choices in the U.S., that doesn't really surprise me, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You got to see the people here, like, go to a park in China at 6 in the morning, and you'll see some really crazy stuff. You'll see they have a lot of these techniques that they use to stay young. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think there's much of an exercise culture here in no. the same way as in the West. Like, in the West, we, like, go to the gym, and we hit the gym for, like, an hour, and it's, like, every, you're, like, super sweaty when you leave, and it's really hardcore, and... Um, it's just very intense, but here in China, I feel like it's like, oh, I'm gonna really slowly jog around the park for two hours after work. And like so many people do this every Mm -hmm. single day. They have this very leisurely way of exercising. Yeah. I I feel like here people are keeping fit for a different reason. I feel like, especially for women here in China, if you want to lose weight, then you just starve yourself. (laughs) No one's doing exercise for that reason here. It's like... They're doing it as like as to, to keep fit, not to like lose weight. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, and to comment about the, these exercises when I take cash my dog out on a morning, there are some great exercises to be seen. <laughs> like I really want to get someone to describe camera, it. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never see it when you actually have the camera out, but yeah. there's so many funny things that I've seen, like. I mean, there's a classic walking backwards. There's the one where they smack themselves on the legs as they're walking. There's ones where they're just like, they're just walking. Yesterday I saw one who was just walking with their arms arms up. up, Yeah, Yeah. like with invisible weights and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. they're doing exercise, but without without equipment, basically. Mm -hmm. Probably my favorite is the yelling. Have you heard them doing the yelling? Yeah, but not recently. Like I've heard people in the park do Mm -hmm. that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uembo went. So I used to run in a park near our old apartment in the mornings and there would be someone, because there's like these small, they call them mountains. They're, they're like glorified hills. But anyway, that you just hear from the mountaintop this, ah! Yodeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they're clearing their lungs or getting out all the aggression. Um, I imagine that's what the bus drivers here must do to prepare for their shifts. <laughs> Yeah, and taxi drivers. Yeah, because they're so zen, uh, dealing with all this crazy driving here, and they must have to find some way to let it out. <laughs> anyway, it's been I've been thinking about it a lot, and if you listeners are interested in learning more about it, send us an email. Like, just say, hey, I'm interested in learning about longevity or health tricks in china because i'm thinking about putting like doing some deeper research on this Mm. so i want to know if people are interested yeah Yeah. well i've signed up (laughs) my name's top of the list 
And we got one. We got one. <laughs> Waiting for others. Send an email to support at writtenchinese.com. And if we get enough interest, then I think I'm going to start going around and collecting some of these tricks and tips how to be. And also for skincare, too. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a whole package, isn't it? I've actually seen a lot of, and it's women mostly, like these women in their 40s. And they're like this super fit, like not just they don't just look young. They've also taken care of themselves, like their bodies. It's not like just their face looks young. Yeah, they've really taken care of themselves, and I am intrigued.、Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get some interest in that. Yes. What's going on in the news? Okay. Did you know that、uh, Shenzhen has just become a national forest city? Oh, cool, right? Just when we lost eight thousand trees or whatever it was yeah, to、right. the super typhoon. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's a sad fact.、Um, this has come from the Shenzhen Daily, and、um, so basically, a national forest city is a city whose urban ecological system is mainly forests, and which is, I guess, is kind of obvious.、Um, but they have to meet standards set by the State Forestry and Grassland Administration. Mm. Uh, and apparently, Shenzhen met forty of these standards. It's super green. Yeah, it really is. Well, I've got some. I've got some facts for you. So there are one hundred and sixty-five national forest cities in China, and Guangdong has nine of them, which is kind of, kind of cool. Oh wow! Yeah,、uh, Guangzhou, Shenzhen now. Yeah. Wait、uh, a minute, Guangzhou yeah, is yeah, on the list. Yeah, apparently,、uh, Zhongshan, Huizhou, Zhuhai. Dongguan, that's a surprise to me. Dongguan. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Zhaoqing, Foshan, and Jiangwen. Zhaoqing.、Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is Shenzhen has been preparing for this for three years, and、um, they've had since two thousand fifteen. They have completed fifty two projects. Wow.、Uh, to improve the city, and at the moment, this this is a cool percentage. By the way, I was really impressed by this. The city's forest coverage is forty point six eight percent. Yeah, and Greenland area reaches fifteen point nine five square meters per capita.、Uh, I think that's that's great to me. I don't know.、Um, the city now has a total of two thousand four hundred forty three kilometers of greenways and nine hundred forty two parks. Nine hundred forty two. Shenzhen is、uh, one of the cities with the most parks in China. Wow. We have we. <laughs> Shenzhen has eleven natural parks, thirty-six urban parks, and nine wetland parks,、oh. and most of these have been opened、uh, in the last few years. Well, Shenzhen, when you look at it as a whole, it's it's. I don't know if is it a prefecture level city. It's like huge、Maybe. in terms of area. So within the the main part of Shenzhen, I think I've heard some statistic that we have fifteen major parks. And when I'm talking about park, it is major. It's like The the park that I would go running in, I still I don't I went running every day for I don't know at least six months there, and there were still corners of it that I hadn't seen.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the one near us now is also very similar. There is you can just walk around there. I a long time ago went in there and spent literally the whole day just like walking, going up these little like. As you say, mountains, but they're not really,、mm-hmm. and little hidden walkways, and it was, and I, I literally just scratched the surface of that park. There's a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was nice. And we're always talking up Shenzhen, so to me that makes it sound even better. Can I mention one more thing that's going on in Shenzhen、uh-huh. that I think is really cool?、Mm. Have you seen 
The Light Show. Well, not exactly. I've seen it from a distance mm-hmm. because when I take cash out, I can see some of the lights. So in Hong Kong, they have this light show, and it's. I feel like it's always on the list of things you need to do mm. in Hong Kong. It is nothing compared to Shenzhen's <laughs> light show. <laughs> Shenzhen just started. It just started. I think two weeks ago now, right around Mid Autumn Festival, and it is unbelievable. I nearly teared up listening to the music because they've got the music going, and then basically they've coordinated all the major big towers around the center mm. of the city. They all have the these uniform like little lights going up and down the buildings, and they create like pictures. Right, and it's like basically being inside a real world like IMAX oh, cool. or something like that. It's just. So unbelievable how they coordinated it and how I uh, just like the vision behind it is so cool. I thought it was going to be this really kitschy thing because mm-hmm. like in Hong Kong, it could have been. Yeah, it really could have really been. been. In, mm-hmm. And in Hong Kong, it's just kind of like, oh, this one lights up and that one lights up and you can kind of see the correlation. This one is like a full on coordinated, like highly choreographed, like dance between mm. all the buildings. And it's so cool. cool. It's like super versatile. And I don't know. I just loved it. It's showing every night in Shenzhen now, a couple times a night yeah. until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. So if you haven't seen it, you could probably look up Shenzhen Light Show. I bet there are videos up. Online. We'll find one and we'll put it in the link. We'll put it as a link in the show notes. Yeah, writtenchinese.com slash episode 132. So, or you can just probably go on YouTube and look for Shenzhen Light Show. Yeah. Um, But it's it's really impressive. And when you're standing there in it, like I was standing there in the square at the Civic Center and they have music to go Mm -hmm. along with it. It was really impressive. Cool. I felt proud to be a Shenzhener, <laughs> and in the end, they all they have like there's a saying in Shenzhen, like I mean in Chinese they have it, but it translates to if you're if you have come, you are a Shenzhener. Wow. Just a Shenzhenren. I wonder how long it took someone to like figure that one out. <laughs> Very original. Anyway, um, I will also put the specific times for different days of the week, so I'll also the times and things so if you're in Shenzhen and you haven't heard about the, the light show you will know when to go <laughs> you have time till the end of the year yeah I wonder why it's only till the end of the year maybe just to make it seem more like special yeah maybe they'll do something next I'm year I'm wondering if they'll do something different like they must be I mean because they must be able to just change it because if it's all oh for sure and I can't yeah. imagine the amount of money that went into mm-hmm. basically the buildings are just from top to bottom. And I'm talking about one of these buildings is one of the tallest buildings on the planet. Yeah. Like, I believe it's... It was number six for a while. I believe oh, really? it's still in the top ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be one of the tallest, but then th- there was some, like... Anyway, yeah. that's another story. Yeah. It was the third. Well, it was meant to be the third mm-hmm. when, it was, when it first went up. But then they, like, forced them to, like, cut it down a little bit. I don't know. Oh, there's some whoa. There's some politics behind it. Oh, I didn't know that. But anyway, it's a massive <laughs> building. And so imagine how, man- how mm-hmm. many strings of lights that needed to go... From all the way at the top to all the way at the bottom. And it's one of maybe like 20 or 30 buildings that are in this light show. Yeah. It's really impressive. So I don't imagine that this is a one-off like at the end of the year then they're just going to throw all the lights away. I'm sure that they'll coordinate something for next year. (laughs) Well, that just makes me cringe. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah. Okay, so before we get uh, into our question, I, we've, we've mixed things up a little bit today, but whatever. It's our <laughs> first one back. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has left us a review um, on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it helps other people find us. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has donated on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash two white chicks. We have quite a few new patron supporters. We've got Lawrence, <gasps> we do? Yeah, Lawrence D., Ashim, Stephen, Kathy, Shubich, I think, uh, <laughs> Eric, Alex, and B, and also Arthur has increased his pledge as well, oh, which wow. is cool. Yes, and also we want to mention that we have launched a special kit, a China kit. It's on kit.com, so you can go to kit.com slash two white chicks. Two, as always, is T-W-O. And basically we've created a list of cool and useful items that you might use if you come to China. And we're doing that because Holly and I are now on our own on the show. Mm -hmm. So we're supporting the show ourselves and we're looking for ways to help our audience while we're able to, to maintain doing the show. And so with the kit thing, if you buy something through Amazon... We get a little teeny, right. it's a small commission, but we get a commission at no charge to you. Mm-hmm. Just want to be transparent about that. But um, we hope that you find those articles useful to use in China because they're things that we, after having lived here for so long, highly recommend that you get to get the most out of your time here. Yeah. And if there's something missing that you think we should include in our list, just let us know. Yes, please do. And all of these links, by the way, again, everything is found uh, on the show notes at writtenchinese.com slash episode 132. So if you can't remember all these URLs and whatnot, just head over there and we'll have all the links there for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, the, all the links are also in the show notes there. Nice. This week, our question comes from Kathy and she's left us a voicemail message. Which is cool. We love to hear everyone's voices. So if you want to ask us a question yourself, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. And so here is Kathy's question. Hi, Holly and Nora. This is Kathy from Houston, Texas again. I have another question for you. I would love to hear more about what housing is like in China for the average foreigner and for the average income Chinese person compared to the U.S., For example, I know you've mentioned that most people live in apartments rather than single-family houses, but what about the insides of apartments? Do they typically have things we would often expect in a U.S. home, such as a dishwasher, washing machine and dryer, disposal in the kitchen sink, and closets rather than a wardrobe? Are the toilets in homes Western style or squat style? Do stoves tend to be gas or electric, and do people have microwaves? I always enjoy hearing about the details of daily living, to help me imagine what it would be like to live there. Thanks so much. You are so much fun to listen to. Yay. Okay. This is a great topic. It's a good question. I like it. So one of the first things she asks is, what is housing like for the average foreigner in China compared to the U.S.? So there's a big difference, I think, when you compare living in China to living in the U.S., Granted, I'm sure big city living, like if you're in New York City or, you know, you're in the center of a major city area, you might find some similarities. But from where I come from, the lifestyle is so different. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a single family home. I feel like my background is similar to a lot of people out there. A modest home with a lawn and a two car garage 
and a driveway and a basement and an attic and just a lot of space. Mm-hmm. In China, this is not the case. <laughs> If you want the same kind of living arrangements, you either need to be way outside of the city in no man's no man's land, or you need to be extremely wealthy. And even the extremely wealthy people, like I have a friend who has a single, you know, she has an actual home, mm-hmm. but actually it's 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 attached to another home, so it's right. it's a terrace. Yeah, so it's it's a mansion, okay, mm-hmm. but it's still attached to another mansion, and her garden is puny yeah. compared to what mine was growing up mm-hmm. in this like modest, typical Wisconsin home. And there's just a one-car garage, which is you know in China this luxury thing, and the house costs. Mm, like at least five million U.S. dollars for yeah. something like that here. So I'm sure there are rural areas in China that have more single-family homes, similar to the U.S. But in general, people in China, we've talked a little bit about this in the past. Is they don't, they they tend to live really close together. Yeah. Even if they have space, they build right next to each other. They just don't have the same desire for personal space. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I need a lawn surrounding my house so that it's not like I can't hear the neighbors. So I think size-wise, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is it's a huge difference between having a like my apartment here in Shenzhen is teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. I've never lived in an apartment so small. Yeah, um, and it forces you. To live differently, and in a lot of ways, I'm really happy to be having this experience because I realized actually it's made me a smarter shopper. It's made me take care of my things more. I can't just like if you know I've got a pair of sandals that's kind of wearing out. I have to make a decision: either I fix them or I throw them away. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just you know in back home I might like oh I just kind of like. Toss them in a bin somewhere and forget about them, and then like six years later, eventually throw them. Out. Like here, I have to be really on top of keeping things maintained and and getting rid of stuff. And I think that's a really for me that seems like a a healthier life choice. Just a lot less like just junk sitting around just because you can't afford it. Yeah, uh, actually, you've just sort of reminded me of I know that Kathy asked for specifically like an American family or American house. But equally, like in the UK, we don't have the space as much space. But for example, I've been able to store things at my parents. Like they have, they have enough space to be able to do that. If they lived here and they had an apartment, it's it's unlikely that they could do the same thing.、Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the typical Chinese person, this is even more so. Like I feel like. The average Chinese person does not have the same sense of personal territory.、Mm-hmm. That at least, I guess it's a Western thing. But I, I've always been really like attached to the places where I've、mm-hmm. lived before coming to China. But I don't get the same impression that people. People are so pragmatic here. I don't think I've ever、True. heard anyone complaining because they're selling their apartment in terms of like the sentiment. Oh, like sentimentality of it. Well, I'm gonna miss that place. You yeah,、know? I feel like people are here are just first of all they share their space with a lot of people. Like the average family home, will have mom, dad, baby, grandma, grandpa, and maybe even a nanny、mm-hmm. living with them, or at least coming every day to help with the cleaning and the cooking and stuff. So. This idea of like, oh, this is my room. Don't touch my stuff. That just doesn't really seem to 
exist as much here. So as you mentioned about people here not feeling sentimental about apartments, I feel like they're very sensible with their things that they own as well. So for example, when people move, especially if they're a single person, you can see people moving in the street and they'll just have one suitcase and maybe another bag of things, like with maybe cleaning things or like toiletries, that's it. And you see it happen all the time. People move all the time, like constantly moving in and out of uh, apartments and that's all they have. Mm -hmm. Like we move and we have boxes and boxes of things (laughs) that you could never imagine. The last time, but the time before when uh, my husband and I moved, we totally misquoted like the moving guys and we maybe said like 20 boxes but it was probably more like 30 because we we just had no idea how much how how many things we had anyway that's a good lead-in to this idea of like not being sentimental to apartments because something that i have found when visiting chinese apartments or but i don't know if you would call, call those typical necessarily is that they they don't have a lot of personal items. They might have stuff, but then it's not necessarily, uh, you know, like vases and think decoration and stuff. It's just, they're just practical items. I think that's what I'm trying to get. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think this whole, and it goes all the way to, like when you buy an apartment in China, I think it only belongs to you for 70 years right. or something like that. Yeah. It's so different from in the U.S. where it's like you buy the mm-hmm. land and then it's in your family for generations. It's just so much more fluid. People who even own their own homes, I've seen very few who actually like paint the walls. Right. It's as though they never really settle settle in mm-hmm. like or settle down. And yet as, they, as though this is, I'm going to live here. Everyone seems to be al- always slightly about to move on to the next place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've been in kind of like two very extreme Chinese homes. Mm. One where they don't seem to care at all about the living environment. It's right. just this functional thing. It's just not really well taken care of and then the other extreme is they live in a showroom where it's like immaculate Mm -hmm. but yet it just doesn't really feel like lived in yes so like it it is a different feeling i think that i think seems to me that more people tend to spend their leisure time like outside like being Mm. at home and kind of like you know brewing a cup of tea and sitting down and reading a book it's not a standard thing that people like to do in their leisure time here. They'd rather be out and be seen. Right. I think it's it's quite an oriental. I think also in other parts of the orient, it's similar to the home is not really, it's kind of like, okay, that's the resting place. For me, the home is like the center mm-hmm. of my life. Yeah. And so for me, it's very important to feel at home in my apartment here in China. I, I so I'll like spend time, even though I move every couple of years because we still don't own still spend time kind of nestling into the house and just like making it feel homey yeah but i feel like most chinese people don't really pay that much attention to that yeah i've never i don't think i've ever really visited a chinese home that i would call cozy Mm, or i I feel like they're often just very practical Mm -hmm. and you just mentioned about like oh no one's like about the tea thing when people when Chinese people do ha- drink tea it's more of like a formal thing it's it's like a ceremony ceremony yeah very much so so it's often done on like wooden very hard hard wood t- tables like coffee tables huge pe- like 
although even if they don't have a lot of personal items sometimes the furniture is massive <laughs> but it's like so like you said it's, it's just solid. like wooden planks mm. so it's not like a it's not like an armchair that you sink right into. for a chair yeah that's too yeah too this the furniture and I, we've had conversations with like uh, when we've been apartment hunting in the past, when people say like, "Oh, do you want a mat- would you like a material sofa or a wooden f- sofa?" I'm just like, wow, the fact that we're having this conversation is bizarre. But a lot of Chinese apartments do have wooden furniture mm-hmm. or wooden sofas. And t- can you call it a sofa if it's wood? I don't know. I'm not sure what it's you like a bench. But bench, I think also yeah. part of it is the practicality of living in a jungle, basically, because we're in the subtropics. And so I think part of it is that that material mm. with the humidity, if it's not cared for properly, it gets moldy and, you know, sure. it gets, it's, it's harder to take care of than just like wiping down a wooden bench. But to yeah. me, I'm like willing to put the effort to take care sure. of the furniture, to have somewhere comfy to fall into when I get home from work. So it's just this very different mentality, I think. Yeah. So most, I guess, most Chinese homes, uh, or any like homes in China, let's say, are mo- mostly have tiled floors. I don't think I've ever been into a home that had carpet, rugs maybe, but I don't know about carpet. Um, either tiles or, or wood, but I would say usually tiles. Mm-hmm. And always with the slippers. You come in and you put the slippers, put slippers on. on yeah. I, I don't know. If your slippers are real comfy, I get it. But a lot of the slippers that they wear are just like these plastic bathroom really slippers. Yeah, and that's what they're wearing around the house. I can't stand that. I take my shoes off immediately. Yeah, I'm like socks or bare feet. I almost never wear slippers around the house. I don't feel comfortable wearing mm-hmm. slippers, but it's just so... It's when, like It usually shocks our Chinese friends when they see me walking around yeah. barefoot in the mm-hmm. home. I don't know if it's like a hygiene thing. They think I like, think Ugh. it is a hygiene <laughs> thing, isn't it? And also they worry about like, oh, if you put your bare feet on the cold floor, like, oh, it will affect your health. And, you oh. know, they have these ideas too. But I just... I don't know. I just get the feeling their that their home life is so much more formal in a way yeah. <laughs> than ours. Like I get home, I throw on some sweats, and I'm just like cozy up into the couch. I feel like you know they seem to maintain this properness even at home. Yeah. So maybe we should talk about some more details about Chinese apartments. I I like split mine because I feel like I've been into. I think you, as you said, you've been into distinctly different kinds of Chinese homes. So I've been into apartments owned by very, very wealthy people. And I've been into apartments, not very many, but that were in like walk-up buildings. So they don't have a lift in them. And they may be associated with like factories. In fact, my husband and I once visited a friend of his, like his parents invited us to stay with them a long time ago. And so we, we visited their apartment and from the outside it's very deceiving you it's they're very they're, they look like uh, it looks like a barracks almost <sighs> some of the buildings and you know they've got bars on the windows and so you think like what like this is very strange the inside the stairwells just all um like concrete and it's very dark but when you go into their apartment it's really nice. They had a really expensive, like, TV. Huge TV. The TV is, I, like, is a focal thing. point. It's a focal point. It really is. It's, like, you, your eye just goes instantly to the huge TV and, like, a really expensive, like, stereo system and 
Um, but again, with the heavy wooden furniture, they had sofas, but like they had the typical like tea table and the 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 TV was on um, not necessarily wood, but like a mar- like a marble. That's also something else that's really common commonly used here. This like just heavy, really heavy materials. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the younger generation are kind of going down the IKEA route a little bit more. Definitely, but this ha- this heavy wooden furniture is still really popular. Like you can go to a lot of showrooms here that sell furniture, and it's it's pretty expensive as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think so too. Speaking of this kind of furniture, in my family, for example, there are a lot of pieces in my parents' home that have been passed down through generations. Same, same my family too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not a practical thing to do in China. Like no. if you have a inexpensive antique city or whatever. It's going to be expensive to ship every year that you move, you know, if you don't own your home. And even if you do, people tend to sell, like, they tend to hang on to the property for a few years and then, like, sell it. Either they'll rent it out or they'll sell it and then buy another place with the money, with the profits that they've made from it. They just don't tend to live in the same place, seemingly, for mm-hmm. a long time. And a lot of young people actually live in dorms and stuff before they get married they have these co-living spaces a lot of times in Shenzhen mm-hmm. especially because it's just like this migrant city the workers come from other provinces and then they live in a dorm room with yeah. like six other people mm-hmm. yeah yeah actually next door so today we're actually recording in my apartment and uh, next door is basically a mirror image of my apartment but they've blocked off um, the living room so it's the living space is much smaller and they have I'm guessing they rent each room to like individuals or couples. Mm. So there are quite a few people living next door. It's not a dormitory, I don't think. It's more like re- more relaxed, I, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, there are also dormitories in this building. So there might be in two, depending on the size of the apartment. There are either two or three bedroom apartments in this building, and there are like approximately eight people living in them. Usually bunk beds. Yeah, I feel like if you're sharing with so many people, you don't take ownership so much with the cleaning. Like, this is another thing I've seen. I mean, like I said, I've been in people's, quite a few Chinese homes, which are, like, immaculate. Mm -hmm. Like, you cannot, I feel like an elephant in the China, or bull in a China shop, (laughs) whatever the the expression is. Um, But I've also been in quite a few. I think the average tend to have grimier kitchens yeah yeah and bathrooms mm-hmm. i think people aren't as worried about keeping those things tidy actually let's talk about kitchens in general okay. in china yeah, let's go for it i think this is a big distinction between chinese homes mm. and american home i mean western homes let's say yeah. i feel like the kitchen is such a focal point in a home but here it is like it's all, it's this often a random extension yeah. that's like as narrow as possible and just like usually super dingy. The cheapest lights they'll yeah. use in the like it's always this like army kitchen kind of thing. Mm. It's it's a, it's like it's an afterthought. Like someone thought, oh crap, we need to add the kitchen as well. Like oh let's just like stick it into this like little <laughs> space we've got here. Just like siphon off one tiny square of the apartment, yeah. and it's not, they're always like super narrow and super long, just like a slice. And they tend to be if they if if the apartment's older, they tend to be just caked in grease mm-hmm. because of the cooking style. So a lot of times it's these like you know grandma and grandpa who are cooking. 
You know, people get old, the eyesight oh, starts yeah. to go, and if they're the ones who are cleaning up the kitchen every time, things like, my neighbor, she's just like this older woman who's so intrusive, but anyway, she's been really sweet, but um, she, she's... Nicer than us. Yeah, she's been really <laughs> sweet, but she's very like, she'll just walk into my apartment, anyway... Um, she, when she came to our apartment for the first time, she was, like, flabbergasted by how clean our kitchen, like, she, she couldn't understand how the kitchen could be clean. Mm. Like, cause she, she, and every time she's been in the apartment, she continues to comment about the kitchen. You know, just, how do you, like, don't you cook? I'm like, we cook every night. How do you, like, she can't believe it because I think the Chinese way of cooking is just, like, super high heat, super huge wok really quick frying and there's just like grease flying everywhere she i think i mentioned in one of the previous episodes the same woman gifted me that massive bag of sorghum Mm -hmm. which i had no idea what to do with this thing and she so i was like please can you come show me and tell me what to do like come show me what to do with this thing Mm -hmm. and as she's cooking in my kitchen i just see the grease just flying everywhere. everywhere i'm like okay well this is why your kitchen doesn't look the same as mine does, lady. Like, this is this cooking style. Yeah. Like, how? How do you keep the kitchen clean when you're cooking like this? So I think the cooking style really contributes to just kind of the overall cleanliness of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And when I've gone apartment hunting, that's always the first thing I look in is the kitchen and then the bathroom because it's really hard. It's really, like, all the apartments that I've seen, very few of them have a clean kitchen and a clean bathroom. I think part of it is just that with a shared space, there's just nobody who's like, okay, I'm going to clean, like I'm going to properly clean the kitchen and the bathroom. Like nobody has ownership. It's a shared space. So everyone just kind of like does what's necessary, but then like nothing more. Yeah. I think that's, I would say that's the same all, all over the world because my brother also shares a house. I mean, they're all, they're all men. So it's, well, well, yeah. You can imagine. Yeah. You can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I spent a summer living in this huge house with six other guys. Like, uh, me and then six guys. Like, long story. But anyway, it was gross. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it, it definitely lends... But I think that, in addition to the cooking style... Yeah. No, no, you're right. ...is you're right. just, like, it makes it so their kitchens are usually not like that. Mm-hmm. Kathy mentioned specifically, um, do they use gas stoves or electric? I, I would say predominantly gas, although I have seen electric. I've only They're seen like electric free. in like a mansion. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh really? or you mean those teeny yeah, teeny those ones? Like freestanding ones that it's not. See the funny thing. It's not funny, <laughs> but I've exper- I've had different experiences where like you expect the stove to be built into the worktop, but the last place we lived in, it was like a freestanding. I think I feel like at least fifty percent of Chinese homes don't have a built-in. I, I would say think so. Ninety-nine percent of Chinese homes do not have an oven. Just say that off the bat. Definitely. And then probably fifty percent or more, just based from what I've seen, their stove, this gas, mm-hmm. usually it's gas, like yep. you said, is not attached to anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the last time we were apartment hunting, we looked in. It was a newly renovated apartment in a in a walk up complex. Again, means there there's no elevator. It was finished really nicely, um, but we were like, "Where's the?" Ki-? There was no furniture, and I said, "Like, where's the kitchen?" And the kitchen was there was no kitchen, but there was an outside space. And they were like, "Oh, you you know you can cook here." So <laughs> basically, they expect you to 
buy one of these gas, like freestanding gas stoves with a gas bottle and you just, you cook outside. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. there's no actually like gas line or anything? No, 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 no. Oh, no. wow. Yeah. And, wow. and I, 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 I'm guessing because there was, there didn't seem to be any like, oh yeah, you're right. No, there's no kitchen. Oh, you'll have to put one in like yourself. It was like, well, it's outside, obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, it's very economical. I mean, if it breaks, you just, it's so easy to replace sure. it. Yeah, yeah, you can just get, you can bring it with you when you move, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. This BYO hob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we comment on the dishwasher? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen a nope. dishwasher in China? Nope. I don't think nope. I've ever seen Never. one either. Not in, even in, like, in very wealthy apartments, like, no. owned apartments, no. Never. A, a dishwasher in China looks like a little old lady. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> actually, when I was writing my notes, that's exactly what I was thinking, like, must add, there's someone doing the dishwashing for you. That's You're a not, Chinese never dishwasher, dish. yeah. yeah Although, it. they do have these sterilizing thingies. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of kitchens also, which is something weird that I found out, do not have hot water, like a sink mm-hmm. with hot water. They have the connection available where you can have hot water, yeah. but it seems like most of them don't use hot water. Seems so. And I always wondered, with all this grease that's being thrown mm-hmm. around in the kitchen, how do they clean stuff without hot water? And I think I think that they they kind of do a cold water wash and then they throw them in these sterilizing machines. Maybe. So they have these they're a little larger than a toaster oven, but it's 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 got like hot steam that kind of sterilizes the dishes after you wash them. Yeah. When I first moved into an apartment here, there was one in in my kitchen and I I had no idea what it was. Uh, it was like the size of like a small fridge. Mm-hmm. And obviously I never used it, but it was just like, this. what the heck is this thing? Mm. Um, and it got used to house, put the microwave on top of it. <laughs> we never actually used it. Yeah, I don't think I ever used the one that was at my apartment at Jude's Lynn. But I have one in my apartment now, and it's like built, it's built in. in. That's kind of cool. I it's mean. nice. And Dahlia figured out how to. My two-year-old figured out how to use the, the buttons. I don't is. know how to turn it on. She's she just turned... discovered functions on my phone I didn't even know existed. <laughs> of course, she found out how to use it. She turns it on all the time, and fortunately, there's just dishes being stored in there, so it's time just like, oh, I guess it did. they're just like Everyone's come out really hot. Time. Yeah, they're, they just come out piping hot. But yeah, no such thing as dishwashers here. Yeah. But you know what surprises me is that all the apartments I've lived in has an extractor fan. Like to me, if you've got freestanding stoves and you don't have this, that and the other, you don't have hot water, but you have an extractor fan. Like I think you need them. But that's for exact- the cooking, yeah, right? That's because the way they yeah, cook. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. You definitely need them. But I, I was really surprised like when I was thinking like all the, like, the details of apartments I just think it's a surprise that they they don't have certain things that you would think you, you ought to have, but that you definitely get an extractor fan. Definitely, <laughs> you you're definitely, right. You do definitely need it. You're right. Um, are garbage disposal units in the sink pretty common in the UK? We had one. Not now, uh, but we did. We did have one, but I don't think it was a common thing. I think it was a bit of a fad. For oh, a while, okay. Um, but yeah, not not no no. Okay, because from it's my understanding, thing, right? it's a standard thing in the state. Like, yeah. We always had the garbage disposal, mm-hmm. but I have never seen one in China. No, nope. definitely not. And what about uh? Let's talk about washing machines slash dryer. Right. Well, 
for a start, there's no... Would you use the, the phrase utility room? Yeah, laundry room. Yeah, laundry room. There is obviously no space for that, so your washing machine is usually on the balcony or in some small space. And it's usually cold water and top loading. You can get hot water washing machines and front loaders, but for some reason they just seem to favour those cold water. I guess they're cheaper. And forget about a dryer. Oh, yeah. you can, Well, you can get them, but I... Oh, yeah. It's not a standard thing. You, you certainly wouldn't rent an apartment with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something, actually, we I think we've mentioned before, uh, my in-laws bought us one of those, it's like a freestanding wardrobe, and it's basically got the <laughs> fan that sits underneath and blows up, uh, which I'm looking forward to using in the winter, because I think that's really going to keep us warm. Um, but <laughs> for in the, in Shenzhen, when it's cool for only a few months in the air, it's basically sat there unused. I've used it a couple of times. So that's how they dry it. Like, that's how they were drying their clothes when they were here. So it's like Actually, a clothing rack, and then it's got a fan in the bottom, and it's, it's blowing air up to dry the right, clothing. Right. And it does work. I have, I have used it when I've realized I have nothing. Like, I've got no clothes. I've got no clean sheets. Oops. Um, and I've definitely used it. And you, you can dry things super quickly. But I'm, I'm guessing it uses a lot of electricity mm. like i kind of feel bad when you've got this super hot weather you can just chuck your stuff out and it'll dry mm-hmm. fast but mm-hmm. I, I have used it and i i'm sure i'll use it in the winter time but that was i think we paid maybe 200 rmb so like what's that 35 dollars or something mm-hmm. 20 pound for this uh makeshift kind of tumble dryer yeah most people just hang out there close yeah. and a lot of i think i've mentioned this in a couple other episodes it's just a lot of Chinese people literally wash their clothes immediately mm-hmm. when they take them off. Yeah. And they don't have like a laundry basket that's full of laundry mm-hmm. that goes in the wash once a week. Yeah. Which is how I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's when I put hang out my washing. The apartments in my building, the backs are like very close together. I'm only a meter away from another apartment's back as well, so I can see their washing. And when I look out, there there are only like three pieces of washing being mm-hmm. drying. That's right, quite funny. When I do the laundry, it's full. Yeah, it's like you, you've got to fight through the clothes and the sheets. Yeah, I'm like clipping two things to one hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. What about toilets? Toilets. I would say for newer newer apartments, they're probably going to have a Western style toilet. But there are there is definitely some apartments that I've visited that just had the squat toilet. Mm-hmm. I think. The less people share the apartment, the more likely that mm-hmm. you're going to have a Western toilet. Right. Yeah. If you're in like a dorm, like uh, an apartment, like next door, your apartment probably has a squat mm, possibly, toilet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we think actually, you've probably noticed our throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's raised <laughs> It's raised up and we suspect that that was, it's raised because it was a squat toilet mm-hmm. and they've replaced it with that the Western makes style. Sense. It is kind of yeah. nice though, sitting up there like all <laughs> elevated on a pedestal cool. while you have a wee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what about microwaves? Do you think most Chinese people have microwaves? Well, most of the apartments I've lived in have had one, like as a rental. Although I can't imagine many Chinese people using a microwave. I almost feel like they would prefer to, like that they don't really reheat food. Yeah. Like, that they would be wor- worried about um, bacteria and stuff. Um, yeah, they don't but, tend to eat a whole lot of leftovers. Right. Like, leftovers is a huge thing in the States. Yeah. You know, like, 
you just and leftovers from like several days ago mm-hmm. if you know you store them properly it's yeah. fine but here it's like oh that's from two days ago that's not fresh food so they yes. don't tend to actually we talked i think again and i'm referencing a lot of previous episodes but um our colleague champson mentioned because her uncle is this chinese doctor right and he said he thinks a lot of the problems that people have in their health today stem from us storing our food in refrigerators. Oh, really? Yeah, that people are not supposed to use refrigerators. They're supposed to eat their food oh, fresh. Yeah, no, this so, brings a bell. Yeah, mm-hmm. so a lot of Chinese families, the grandma goes out at the crack of dawn after doing, or actually before probably doing her exercises mm-hmm. in the park and gets fresh a little bit of meat, a little bit of veg, yeah. maybe some fruit for the day. And then they just basically seem to leave it on the countertops, yeah. cook it throughout the day, and yeah. then throw away the leftovers. That's it, yeah. It's very. It seems to be very little that actually does get thrown away, but mm-hmm. they don't tend to like box it up and put it in the refrigerator and reheat it the next day. Right, yeah. yeah, or if they if they do eat leftovers, they just tend to eat it cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've had a microwave in a previous apartment, but I haven't had one in the last two that mm. I've had. It definitely yeah. didn't come standard. And I feel like in the States, it's like, even in the dormitories at university, everybody's got a microwave. Yeah. It's like, you cannot live without the microwave. Yeah. And now I've been living without a microwave for two, almost three years. And actually, I, I don't know. I it, It's true. Like, sometimes you want to just quick reheat. But I had never, for example, like, eaten oatmeal that was made on the made. stove. Mm-hmm. And it tastes so much better. Like, yeah, there are some things I agree. I think so. Like... I think I could do without mine. In the first apartment that I lived in with Barrett, we didn't have one. Um, and we were there for a, a couple of years, and it was fine. But I do find it convenient. Like oh, it's quite, sure. it's It's quite nice to have it. Um, but I, w- I probably wouldn't be bothered about buying one if we didn't have one. Yeah, I didn't think I could live without a microwave. <laughs> but I realized, like, I used to heat water in the microwave. Like, to me, now when I go home to my parents' house, I've done that. And I'm like, this water doesn't taste good when it's heated in the microwave. Like, something mm-hmm. about boiling it on the stovetop yeah, makes right. it better. I don't know what it is, but it's there is a difference. Something, something there. <laughs> just wrapping it up about these major household appliances, I just wanted to mention about air conditioners and heaters. That's, that was also my next point. Oh, okay. Well, you go ahead then. <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say actually, even some um, some apartments do not have AC. Um, we are lucky enough to have units in most of. Yeah, in all of our rooms in this apartment, but we've we've stayed we've lived in other apartments that didn't have that didn't have a unit in every room, and some people just rely on. I think they maybe I don't know if it's a, like a health thing, a combination of health and also expense. Because in the summer, if you've got it on all the time, it can your bills can rack up pretty fast. Definitely. But yeah, you were gonna mention heat as well. Mm-hmm. Some new AC units also have built-in heat, which is awesome, but most of them don't. So you have to buy fan heaters there's no like central heating but the you can get them pretty fairly cheap here um obviously i'm going to be using my uh uh, dryer (laughs) yeah and um i just want to say because the homes that i've lived in in the states they all had central heating and cooling and here i've never seen either of those things yeah so they have these i've seen maybe this is common in the uk but definitely in other countries in europe i've seen these like so they're like remote control individual units for every room i had never seen that before coming to the no, uh, uh, coming to china no me, me neither yeah. yeah 
Yeah, so they have just like, it's like a small box that's mounted to near the top of the wall and you just have a remote control that sets the temperature and then, yeah. yeah. Or, or you can get freestanding ones like we, we had in our first apartment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, that was awesome. That was like, you turned it on and it, you were like being blasted. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, back in the UK, I'm guessing some homes have AC. We have central heating, but we don't have AC as standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe newer builds. One of the specific thing that Kathy mentioned were closets instead of wardrobes. Uh. Uh, I've I've stayed in, I've had apartments that had both, but there are actually quite uh, usually there are closets. I would say in the, all the places I've stayed at, there've been there've been closets. What there are? I mean, in all of them that I've lived in. For example, that apartment in Jutland, there was not one closet. Really, really. They were all... I've been lucky then. <laughs> I guess so, because I have not had a closet right. since living here. And I've oh, lived wow. in... When I lived in Sichuan, I lived in a big apartment. Mm. No closet. Really? Zero. Um, and I, my... Yeah, the apartment in Judzulin was a big apartment. Yeah. No closet. I've never had a, a closet. Yeah. 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 I've had both. In the last... In this one, there's lots of closet space. But um, our landlord lived here. So maybe that's the difference. So they built it? Yeah, I guess. I, all this, like, you can see it's all wood here. Mm-hmm. They've basically used this wood to build a lot of stuff in the apartment. So they, like, sealed off part of the room as the closet? Yeah, I guess so. Just on this side, it's all, this is all, this whole lot, it's all closet space. Mm-hmm. And then in our bedroom, it's also, that's a funny built, it's like, it's a really strange structure. It's like there must be something behind it, but there are like two closets, like like ninety degree angle. It's a it's a strange setup. Hmm. But it's all it has been built yet in. Okay. Uh, I always feel like people try to like when you're renting out an apartment, you talk about there's two ways to measure the size of an apartment, and one is just like actually if you're looking at a bird's eye view how big the apartment is and then the other one is usable space Mm -hmm. so if you've got closets built in then you're eating into the livable space so when you've got just these freestanding wardrobes which you can move about then you can still consider the space that they take up Mm -hmm. as as livable space so i think part of it is that and part of it is just like some people require more storage than others yeah so some people don't need a that much storage space so Mm -hmm. then it's a waste of space for them to have a closet yeah oh one other point about the kitchen because the kitchens are so small you often find rental apartments with the fridge in the living room (laughs) uh no yeah it's awful i can't stand it it's a real turn off to me like i've never genuinely considered living in an apartment once you see it I'm just like no I'm, I'm going now. I'm the same way even though my apartment now is super tiny the refrigerator is it's in there. the kitchen because <laughs> yeah, that's also my I could not I could not do it although the last the previous apartment that I had the the refrigerator was on the balcony <laughs> yeah but the balcony had it was it was kind of a strange arrangement like, there was a window. It was an indoor wall, but it had a window in it yeah. between the balcony and the kitchen. So you could basically, like, pass the food into the window, like, yeah. into the kitchen. So it's kind of easier to put things back and forth. But It, it was, was a strange set- a setup, but it was kind of useful as well. That space in your, in that balcony space, whatever you want to call it, was good for, keep like, storing things, mm-hmm. right? It was definitely good. It was kind of like a closet, except for yeah. that, and this is, like, another point about Chinese apartments, is feng shui. 
So in that unit that I lived in, it had like that extra, this extra closet space, which was like semi outdoors. It's Mm -hmm. in the apartment. It can only be accessed from in the apartment, but there's a window into the shared hallway where you could see inside. Now, a friend of ours was living in the same unit a couple floors Mm -hmm. above and she was using that space to dry her clothes and she didn't want the neighbors to be looking in at her underwear. So she just put this like tag board up in front of the window so that they could get privacy. Because you can also like see into the apartment if you look into the window. And that was like a big issue. It's still like an ongoing issue with this neighbor years later. You're messing up the feng shui. There were were letters written. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Green letters. (laughs) It's still going on because when we had the typhoon, I think she put something up again to try to, you know, protect... Because it's all open and there's yeah. stuff in and there. And it's their stuff. It's not like rubbish. Mm-hmm. And the next day, management office. <laughs> Crazy. You need to take the paper down. Mm. <laughs> You're blocking feng shui. <laughs> My, one other point that I've noticed in most of the apartments that I've lived in slash visited. Um, curtains. Mm. There's a trend don't know why in China of very over the top dare I say chintzy style curtains and and it doesn't matter whether it's a, a new apartment or an old apartment you're gonna have them actually in ours we don't um they're, they're not particularly pretty <laughs> but they're not like chintzy they're not like floral or they often have like lacy bits on them don't they on mm-hmm. like a what do you call that thing that goes atop over the top, along the top, there's a special name, isn't there? Like a lapel type thing. It's not a lapel, but it goes across the top of the, and that's always like really obvious. The curtains are just huge, super ornate. The yeah. material is thick, super cheap. Thick. Th- yeah, cheap and thick. Yeah, <laughs> the colors are. Yeah, we have in our. They're shoved underneath the bed right now because the original I've curtains. Taken them down in mine yeah, as well. <laughs> I've always swapped them out. They're like these pastel purple shiny metallic curtains Ooh, they sound nice yeah which like (laughs) lace and like these cherubs embroidered on them it's they're oh they're so bad to be honest Um, in your your apartment is like super new and like modern the decor is new is is modern and like yeah, what they is just, it with the curtains? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. In ge- I mean, in general, I feel like decor in you expect it with a rental apartment, like mismatched up furniture and stuff. Like, really, at the end of the day, it doesn't it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But it's strange. It it is strange that there are often these just like totally weird curtains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the wallpaper in the small bedroom too is really, really ornate and isn't over the top. Ch- isn't it for children though? Isn't it like a children's? Yeah, it's a children's wallpaper. room, but it's still even for I a child is over the top. It? Yeah, it's got these like princesses is, on, yeah, and it's like so. super, super loud. <laughs> I, I just think not a whole lot of thought goes into. It's just like oh. Yeah, just throw something up there, give yeah. it a little splash of color. Yeah. To me, it's like the first thing you see when you come in the house or you see the room and it's it's like, oh, mm. such a simple switch. Definitely. Yeah, and I think maybe to wrap things up a little bit, obviously Kathy was asking also about like foreigners living in China and what their apartments were like. I, I guess for me, and I'm sure for you too, like when you move into a place, you do want to make it your own and put some stamp on it. Even if you know you're only going to be there for a year, maybe two years, you want to just 
add some little details here and there and that's what I think often makes our apartments a little bit different Mm -hmm. like even if it's just a couple of like cushions on the sofa and I I guess that's just a western mentality just 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 different and you can tell by the reaction that the landlords always have when they come because usually towards the end of your contract Mm -hmm. they start coming because they're showing the apartment to new people and every apartment that I've been in the landlord's like oh yeah. Like, I didn't know this space could look like right. that because it just feels like a home. And I think that most apartments that are for rent, especially, are just kind of used and abused mm-hmm. and they just expect to come back to find it just kind of a little messy and run down, but not to feel like a home. Because every landlord that I've had when they've when we've signed over the contract has been... Yeah. Like, oh, wow, it's, it looks so different in here. Yeah, in fact, that, that happened to me or Barrett and I but to our detriment because uh he the owner was like really he really liked our apartment but what he didn't realize was that we had put the effort into it we had put things on the walls like these things were ours chairs were ours blah 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 and then when we took everything out he was like whoa like what the hell happened to my apartment we were like this is our stuff man like (laughs) what do you want us to do just leave it all for you so you can Rent the apartment for nine thousand RMB. Yeah, I remember <laughs> which is what he wanted. Mutual friend. Wow, that's crazy. I got a mutual friend who had this feng shui issue. She's got like she and her husband have a really nice aesthetic style, and so their apartment's really cool inside, yeah. and it's all their stuff, and they have lots a of lot stuff. of stuff. Yeah. And the landlord came and wanted to photograph. Like they were trying to renew the contract. They wanted to keep the price the mm-hmm. same for the next year, but the landlord wanted to up the price yeah, because the apartment now looks, looks nicer. Nice. Yeah, so they were like trying to take photo. I mean, they were like, no, you can't take photos in here. If, if your point is to kick us, basically like, so we've made your apartment nice, you can make more money. Yeah. So you're taking advantage of what we've done with the place to kick us out. <laughs> but yeah, I think in general, it's all tied to the whole thing that the life here is much more transient. I don't know if that's, mm-hmm. it seemed to be the sim, a similar situation when I was living in Sichuan. I'm thinking like, because Shenzhen is a migrant city, yeah. it makes sense that it would be even more so than mm-hmm. other places like that. But even in Sichuan where I was, I, I also got this a similar feel. Yeah. Like yeah. people who, in their home was never really like, uh-huh. homey. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, in Shenzhen, it makes sense that you, you don't call your apartment home because most people have their hometowns where they go back and I, I, I'm guessing for most people they do have a home there that's uh, often families have built their own house like not just apart like they're not just living in apartments they do have houses there and so perhaps it's there that they feel more comfortable although <laughs> I have seen pictures of people's homes and they're kind of very similar Mm. (laughs) just more ornate and ostentatious like very like over the top um yeah they really like not really ornate style yeah yeah but at the end of the day a home is to each their own right it's what's different what what we think is homey is not what other people think is homey that's right i'd actually love some feedback from some chinese people on how they see western homes because there's probably Mm. some things that strike them as really weird or disgusting about how we live. So if you're Chinese and listening out there, we want your feedback. Let us know. Go to the show notes, writtenchinese.com slash one, episode 132. Tell us your impressions, and we will read them out on the show probably next week if you can get them up there soon. Even if not, 
Even if you come later, we'll still find oh, them. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, do you have a word of the week for us? Yeah, so we talked quite a bit about appliances in the home, and mm-hmm. I have a simple one that uses two words that are both uh, very useful to know in Chinese, and that's the word for refrigerator, mm-hmm. which literally means icebox. Yes. So, bingxiang, so bingxiang literally means ice box, which is, uh, you know, yeah, like ice it. is uh, bing. And it's the same as you would use for ice in a mm. glass. And xiang is a type of box. Well, once upon a time, didn't in America, it wasn't the wasn't it referred to as an ice box? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a distinction between because those ones actually you would put like a big slab of ice in it. It was yes. like not electric. Yes. Right. Yes. You just like stick a big chunk of sure. ice in it, and then you put your food in with yeah. the ice. Just makes me think of the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> My parents have an ice box oh, actually, cool. from back in the day. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. Not used for food anymore though. Uh, so you can learn how to say refrigerator uh, in Chinese. If you go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 132, I will add links to our dictionary. This has been a long episode, so don't forget to check mm. out all the links from things we've mentioned today. Our new kit on kit.com, our Patreon page, etc., etc. By the way... Holly and I recently traveled to Guangzhou together by a train. Keep your eyes peeled on Patreon for our video that'll be coming out of our adventure. Just a little quick little video. But we are toying with the idea of doing a series called Two White Chicks on a Train. <laughs> I don't know where we pulled this from, but we, we think it might be fun. Yeah, so we're thinking about doing some train trips in China. There's a lot happening in the train world in China, and we want to experience it. There's a new train that's just opened up from Shenzhen to Hong Kong. Have mm-hmm. you tried it yet? No, but I do want to. I hear it's super convenient, really fast, like 17 minutes or something to yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, I think so. Sweet. So keep your eyes peeled there. Check out all the links. Give us your feedback. Send us your voicemails. We're waiting for you. We don't want much. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you can also visit our Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com slash two white chicks. That is two, uh, T-W-O. So we hope we haven't put you off too much and you'll join us for the next episode of the two white chicks in China. Bye. Bye. Bye.